welcome to log on at 11 Spurgeon Baptist Church's online presence during this current COVID season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we're going to uh, follow a little liturgy, which has become our pattern uh, during our time online. Uh, if you've got a print copy in front of you, everything in bold type is what we say together. Everything in light type. I shall say on my own. If you're following on the screen, everything in yellow type is what we say together. So let's begin. In the beginning, before time, before people, before the world began, God was. Here and now, among us, beside us, enlisting the people of the earth for the purposes of heaven, God is. In the future, when we will have turned to dust and all we know has found its fulfilment, God will be. Let us pray. Loving God, you are faithful, just and forgiving. Help us now to grasp the greatness of your love. Where we have failed to love and loved to hurt, forgive us and heal us. Where we have scorned difference and have been indifferent to those in need, forgive us and heal us. Where we have spoken harsh words to others and have been quick to take offence ourselves, forgive us and heal us. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. The reading this morning is Psalm 1, and it's the New International Version. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his, on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Amen. Uh, we start a new series today, although uh, it's going to be interrupted because uh, I'll, I'll be doing uh, the next two uh, Sundays, this one and the next one. Uh, that will be the end of July. Then we're meeting with our friends from St. Francois and as Many of you as feel able are welcome to come. I'm going to meet together in the garden, Galilee Garden, uh, at the back of the church for all the Sundays in August. Um, what are we going to do if it rains? Well, don't come. <laughs> uh, we Bring your own chair if we're sitting in the garden. Um, if it's chucking it down with rain don't come I think is probably the best option we may well go into the big hall those those that do come um, 
but it is, you know, we, the plan is that we should be in the garden together um, with sufficient space around us. Um, be patient with one another. Be patient with yourself. If you feel unsafe around other people, we understand that. Don't come. Uh, once we've gone through August um, and September arrives, we should be back in the building. Um, there will be the option to catch up uh, with what Spurgeons is doing uh, through our Listen Again um, service, which was operating prior to the pandemic. Uh, you'll certainly get the sermon. Uh, you may not get, we probably won't get uh, all of the service, although we're I'm meeting with others to, to look at that and we'll try and work something out. But certainly you'll be able to hear the sermons again, as you were prior to the pandemic. Um, so this week we're going to think about uh, the series, the new series we're doing is to do with the classic uh, Christian spiritual disciplines. So today I'm going to talk about meditation and we'll have a, a meditative exercise uh, at the end. Uh, and there's a note in the new sheet um, which picks up the meditation that we'll be engaging with in the sermon. So you'll be able to do it again and again, if you want to, uh, and I would encourage you to do that actually two or three times in a week would be good, um, just to get you into the habit uh, and the way of doing this. So meditation this week, prayer next week, then we're into Galilee Gardens for August. Uh, I'm on leave for the first couple of weeks in September, so it'll be towards the end of September when we'll start again. So there are quite a number of these um disciplines that I want us to just consider uh, but the, the fact that there's lots of them and it's quite a long series shouldn't you know shouldn't put you off there it gets broken up uh, and we'll we'll just find our way along uh, as we trundle through uh, you need so place posture and then what we're going to meditate upon uh, and that, that last bit I'll do the exercise with you. Place. Uh, find a place. This is not always easy in, in busy early 21st century lives and households. I get that. Um, but if you can find a space or a place where you can be uninterrupted for about 15 or 20 minutes, that will be really helpful. What we're trying to do is be attentive to God uh, in the midst of the business of our lives. And one of the difficulties we have, I think, as Christians in the early 21st century, is there's so much stuff around us that demands attention. Um, we Screens for everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to suggest something in a minute, which some of you, if you're younger, will find really quite difficult. Uh, what I'm going to suggest is when we're thinking about this place business, a place where you will be uninterrupted, when you've found that place, switch your phone off. I know that's very difficult for some people, um, but we're talking about being attentive to God. 
being attentive to what he wants to say for us, say to us and what he wants for us. Um, that's what this is all about. All the disciplines are about developing and growing us in our discipleship. And the first thing really that we need to learn to do is to be attentive to God in the midst of the busyness of our daily lives. How often should we do this? Well, as often as you're able, really, because it's good for you. But I'm bound to say that, aren't I? Um, it's like everything else. You need to find. I mean, you'll know if you, you'll know if you need to do this because your heart will be calling to you and will be pulling you towards this. You will know that you need it. Uh, and so you will try and find the time and the space. Once a week to start with, certainly. Um, but as you as you discover the benefit of this and the, the joy of it, you may want to increase that and do it more often. And of course, you should, if that's the case. But I would begin, you know, one, at least once a week, trying to engage in this sort of exercise so that you derive some benefit from it, really. And remember, these are called spiritual disciplines. So you, what that suggests is that we might need to do a little bit of work just to make it happen properly for us. Uh, and I think that's worth remembering. And, and we all know, actually, that if something is worth having, then sometimes you have to pay a little price, and that's okay because the benefit that is derived is worth it. So place, find a place where you're not going to be interrupted. So if you've got small children, you know, when the small children are asleep or when the children are at school, um, a, a space in your house, maybe, outside while the weather's good, possibly, shed, garage, wherever you can find a bit of space and quiet uh, to be uninterrupted, turn your phone off. So when you've got that, uh, then think about, we think about posture. Um, lying down is good, uh, but not everybody will do that. Sitting is good, and most people will sit to do this sort of exercise. Um, you can do it walking, actually, um, once you become a little more uh, practised at this. And some people are much better. Some people can't find a, a space at home and they need to go out. They need to walk uh, in order to have time with God. And that's fine. You can, you can adapt all of this stuff, actually, um, to walk in if you need to. Uh, but if, you, if you've got your place and your phone is switched off, uh, either sitting or lying down. Lying down is great, um, but I understand not everybody will do that. Sitting in that case. So sitting in a chair comfortably with your feet flat on the floor, um, your body weight supported properly in the chair, sitting properly in the chair with a straight back. So imagine a piece of string running from the top of your head down your spine uh, and just 
pulling the string so that there's a little bit of tension that helps you sit comfortably but straight with a straight back straight spine in your chair comfortably supported hands either on the arms of your chair like mine are in this chair or on your lap uh, now we're we're going to move into uh, an exercise called centering down and this really is just about bringing body and mind into stillness so that we're, we're ready to be attentive to God and to give all of our attention to God. I suppose we ought to say really too, shouldn't we? I mean, I'm assuming that everybody is aware of meditation uh, as a Christian and a, a biblical thing. Um, and of course, not everybody will be. Um, some people might be a bit concerned that meditation is a, it's an Eastern religious thing, not a Christian thing at all. Um, and there, there is a great deal of interest now in relaxation, meditation, mindfulness um, is a word that has come into our vocabulary. Um, and that means different things to different people as well. Um, at the end of my gym sessions, uh, our uh, leader takes us through a, a relaxation session, which is really very similar to what I'm going to do now. Uh, and it amuses me that, you know, people don't realise that this is something that Christians have been doing really from the very beginning. I mean, Jesus goes off to pray and find space uh, quiet to be quiet and, and away from crowds. Uh, and it, it is an aspect of prayer. Um, we'll develop this a little bit more next week but this whole notion of bringing body and mind into stillness you know finding yourself in in a relaxed condition um this is all important and it is a part of that this whole christian approach um to uh contemplative prayer something that i started to explore back in 2001 and has been a significant, <coughs> excuse me, a significant strand uh, of my um, Christian practice since that time, really. So for the last 20 years or so, uh, it's been a part of my routine regularly. So it, it, there's nothing for us to worry about when we talk about meditation. It is part of the Christian toolkit, if you like, for helping us uh, be in the presence of God. And Certainly those that have belonged to a more contemplative uh, school of Christian spirituality have been aware of this for a very, very long time. Uh, and those of us that have had a more evangelical or charismatic uh, upbringing, I think we've missed out on one of the great treasures of the wider church. So hopefully uh, we'll rediscover it today uh, and it will bring some benefit to some of us. So <clears throat> find, find a quiet place, switch your phone off, posture, sitting comfortably in your chair uh, with your hands uh, on the arms, relaxed, uh, if you can, if you haven't got arms on your chair, hands in your lap. So now we're just going to do this little centering exercise. What I want you to do is close your eyes. And I just want you um, to become aware of your breathing. I don't want you to do anything with it. 
I just want you to become aware of your breath coming into your body and going out of your body. Become aware of your chest rising and falling. Now, as you're breathing out, breathe out any tensions that there might be in your life. So, yeah, any anxieties you might have. So if you're, and, and very often when we're beginning to do this stuff, things come to mind. They get in the way. I'm so angry with X. I'm irritated about Y. So you just, as you're breathing out, you acknowledge those things and you breathe them out. All of the tensions, all of the fears, all of the anxieties, you breathe them out. And as you breathe in, you receive the peace of God. So, anger, peace, fear, breathing out. Peace, breathing in. These things are in your head. You're breathing them out and letting go of them as you're breathing out. Peace as you're breathing in. Okay, so that's what you're doing. Uh, and this sometimes takes a little while. It can take a few minutes, and that's okay. That's fine. The whole point of this is we are not in a rush. Okay, we can take time over this. Um, it's important not to be rushed. So we just take our time and as we've been breathing, uh, breathing out the anxieties, breathing out the fears, receiving the peace of God as we've been breathing in, we find ourselves coming into this place of calm and stillness and we're ready uh, to meditate upon some aspect of God. Uh, and we can, this can be anything actually, we, uh, part of God's creation. Uh, or God's word. Uh, I'm going to use God's word in a minute uh, for our exercise. And in the new sheet, uh, I've done my usual um, our um, little piece for this week is, and it's Psalm 23. And I'm going to use Psalm 23 as the basis for meditation. <clears throat> and it's there in the new sheet for you, uh, and you can use it. Um, also, there's a there's a very useful little website. Uh, called Take Time, which is uh, very helpful and will uh, will act as uh, a prompt and a guide for you if you want to continue with this and you're not sure what to do or where to go in terms of finding some Bible to meditate on. So taketime.org.uk and again that website address will be in the news sheet so you'll be able to find it there and I will give you very, very warm encouragement to look at that website and to engage with it. And they do, um, they give you four options for meditation, a five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute. And it's all on the same piece of scripture. Uh, and it's all based around meditation on scripture. It's, a, it's an Ignatian approach, um, which is uh, comes from the Catholic school. 
of Christian spirituality uh, and is very widely acknowledged as being a very helpful approach and just uses your imagination to enter into the scripture and to allow God to speak to you through the word. And it's stuff that we have done here. I've led um, some meditations and contemplative prayer sessions um, using Lectio Divina, which is the same thing. Uh, just this imaginative engagement with scripture. So nothing to be afraid of, uh, nothing to be concerned about. Um, but use your imagination. So, you know, when you when you use the Bible for meditation, um, Gospels are good. I'm going to use Psalm 23, as I've said, that's good as well. But you use your senses, you know, what can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste or touch or hear? Where are you in the story? Are you at the centre of it? Are you on the fringe of it? Are you engaging with other characters? Use your imagination. Um, take time to do this well. Visit Take Time, uh, the website, uh, and you'll discover good things, I think. Right, let's, uh, let's meditate. So you don't need to do anything apart from just follow the instructions. So sitting comfortably in your chair with your hands in your lap or on the arms of your chair. Close your eyes. Now just become aware of your breathing. And as you breathe out, breathe out the fears, the tensions, the anxieties of your day. As you breathe in, receive the peace that is yours. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So picture yourself lying in the lush green field. Smell the grass. Feel the sun on your face. See the quiet water, a lake maybe, or a pond. Dip your fingers into the cool, clear water.
Notice the shepherd, Jesus, nearby. He loves you and cares for you. Are you hurt or suffering in any way? He will restore you. He will keep you safe, showing you the safe paths to tread in the midst of difficulty. Even when death is close, he will stay with you, guide you through, keep you safe, comfort and protect you. See the table set for a banquet, a feast. Jesus shows you to your seat. He welcomes you and celebrates your presence at the feast. Hear him say your name. This is your place with me forever. Thank you, Father, for this brief time with you in your word. Amen. That was a really quick canter through. Normally I would take quite a bit longer, um, but I'm aware that time is going on and uh, we're all busy. So look, find a space, uh, a place, think about your posture, think about your breathing, read the psalm. My little notes, my little commentary notes are in the news sheet. Just take about 15 or 20 minutes in the psalm sometime in the week if you can. And let's see what God says to you. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, thank you once again for the <clears throat> great privilege and responsibility of intercessory prayer. We bring prayers for the world, for uh, the United States, the West Coast, uh, for the high temperatures uh, all along that West Coast in America and Canada. Particularly, we pray for those states affected by wildfires. Pray for all those who are working hard to contain, <coughs> contain those fires and ask, Lord, that they will be successful. Pray for the people of South Africa. Uh, there was great hope uh, for that country. Uh, and now it seems to be just in quite difficult straits uh, with rioting and unrest. Uh, we pray that the authorities there will be able to restore law and order and that they will find a way to help everyone in that nation uh, find peace and prosperity. Pray for our 
churches for uh, Spurgeon and for our friends at St Frideswides uh, as we approach uh, August uh, we pray for our services jointly in August in the garden at the back of the church pray that they will be uh, a great time of fellowship and uh, worship we pray for all those engaged with Lighthouse the holiday club in the first week of August we thank you for all of the helpers that are signed up and now just ask Lord that sufficient children will want to come and make the thing viable we pray that many will come and that both uh, children engaging with it and helpers will have a really wonderful time together that they'll learn a little more about you and that they'll take a step closer uh, to you we pray for all those who struggle uh, with their health, either physically or mentally. We pray that you would draw near and help them, Lord. And in this transitional period, as we're coming out of all of the restrictions uh, that we've lived with because of COVID, um, we pray for wisdom, Lord, amongst all of us as we we start to navigate a landscape which is not governed by laws but by guidance what is the right thing to do what is the safe thing to do what is the kind thing to do there's much for us to think about lord and i pray that you would help us all to be patient with one another uh, and that you would enable us to be wise lord as we seek to navigate a way forward we pray for our friends, for Alison Tabor's father. Thank you that he's recovering nicely and he's now at home. Uh, for Chris, Ken, Eric, Graham, Adrienne and Hugh, Les, Dot, Margaret and Bob, Dennis and Shirley, Richard, Thelma, Naomi, Peter, Sharon, Georgina, June, Katrina, Mary, Lauren and Lewis. Father God, we thank you for all of our friends and ask that you will be all that they need in these days. We gather up all of our prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We say the canticle together. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, 
neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We come to share communion. Uh, the way we're going to do this is I'm going to read the words that I would normally read when we're in church together. I will lead the prayers that I would normally lead. Uh, you'll need a piece of bread and you'll need a little wine or whatever you're substituting for wine. Uh, and we will eat and drink together. And I'll be very clear about when we do that and how we do that. You just follow what I am doing. So. If you truly and earnestly repent of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbours and are resolved to lead a new life, following the commandments of God and walking henceforth in his holy ways, then draw near with faith and take this sacrament to your comfort and growth in grace. Come to this sacred table, not because you must, but because you may. Come not to testify that you are righteous, but that you sincerely love our Lord Jesus Christ and desire to be his true disciples. Come not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Not because you have any claim on heaven's rewards, but because in your frailty and sin, you stand in constant need of heaven's mercy and help. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He also said, listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into the house and eat with them and they with me. Let us pray. Lord, we come to your table trusting in your mercy and not in any goodness of our own. We are not worthy even to gather up the crumbs from under your table, but it is your nature always to have mercy and on that we depend. So feed us with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, your son, that we may forever live in him and he in us. Amen. This is what the Apostle Paul tells us concerning the institution of the Lord's Supper. For the tradition which I handed on to you came to me from the Lord himself, that on the night of his arrest, the Lord Jesus took bread and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Whenever you do this, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Jesus offered a prayer of thanksgiving for bread and for wine, and we shall do the same. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for bread and for wine, ordinary things, which in your hands become extraordinary. We thank you for giving us something physical to help us remember you. Uh, your body broken for us, the bread broken 
your blood shed for us, the wine that we can taste, things to touch and see and taste. Thank you, Father, for putting these things into our hands. As we eat and drink, may we do so with thankful hearts. Amen. So after he'd given thanks, the Lord took the bread and he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. The body of Christ broken for us. In the same way, he took the cup after supper. This cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink this, remember me. The blood of Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Now going to God's word with joy and peace and love and hope in your hearts and the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer and Sustainer of all, be with us all evermore. Amen. Mm -hmm.